Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's good, Internet? It is January 11th, 2022, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 453. I'm your host, Rob Zachney, and I'm joined by Patrick Klopik. Hello. Our producer, Ricardo Contreras. Yo. So, y'all, I one of the my big action items this year was to really, like, figure out that sleep schedule. You know, <laughs> like, really get those, like, seven... Rob's action item is to have more action items, is what I've, is, like, my general... Like take on the situation. Yeah, I mean that's uh, look. That's what go getters do. Uh, you identify <laughs> what actions need taking. Wow. You make it an action item. You get that little dopamine. See, I feel like you like, go. I think the getting part is the hard part for you. Like you're ready to go. You're like, look, it, all these things. Then I'm gonna go, and then and, and then you gotta get to get to the getting part. That getting part. It's uh, it's tricky. And I think this was a good example of, like, how things end up getting screwed up. I was like, man, this year, I'll be better about, like, getting on a sleep schedule, like, getting Mm -hmm. healthy habits, waking up rested. Can you imagine waking up rested with the feeling of, like, strength in your limbs Mm. and, like, not needing to stand in a blazing hot shower for, like, 25 minutes to, like, feel human? Just incredible (laughs) stuff. and And now when you do that blazing hot shower... The whole time you're thinking of how much it costs. How much it costs? <laughs> yes. Yes, oh, I'm completely no. tainted it. You went <laughs> it, you, your go-getting was to go get a device that is giving you more anxiety about the <laughs> It is it's, true. It's just what my therapist mm. told me. I need to feel more in control, and so I got a device that gives me control of too much information. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh so uh, but I was off to a good start last week. I was like getting to bed. I was had a whole little bedtime routine going on. I was even I, I made the, the like adult decision. I can't be playing video games l- late at night. Like, <laughs> what is your what is your cutoff? Like how like do you do like a wind down like a like a like a, oh, it's quite like the equivalent of a quiet so, time with my children. It's like, look, like now it's like a book time or it's got to be. Yeah, no. You know, so like. Look at eight a.m. Uh, eight p.m. I am trying to <laughs> at knock eight a.m. Rob is thinking about is time done. to wind down for the day. <laughs> <laughs> so that's get up. That's all. Get up that's at awesome. seven. <laughs> get up at seven. Look around. Eight a.m. Go back to bed. Get the rest of that sleep. Try again tomorrow. Maybe the world will be better. So now I um I am trying to like not play video games after like eight thirty or nine. Um, okay. Because there's a real good chance that, like, if I get fired up at that point, I will start making bad decisions at, like, 1030, where it's like, okay, I should really, like, start winding it down. And at that point, it might be like, fuck it. I could, let's see how far I could go. Well, I think this is, like, a a specific, uh, you know, this is uh, an issue 
you play tactics games in which like the like the measure of a round or like a one more thing to do is like so much longer than, than like the games that, that I play where I was like, well, I'll just, I'll just do like this one more, you know, a platforming level. It's like, you know, 20 minutes later, I'm, oh. I'm, I'm okay. I can get out of here. Like at some point over break, I was up to like three in the morning replaying high fleet, but without doing any <laughs> battles. I was like, what? what if I just play this as a naval war sim and I just use nothing but airstrikes and guided missiles? Surprisingly feasible. <laughs> uh, but then I was like, oh shit, it's like three in the morning. Anyway, point is, I was like, so yeah, I have a little wind down where it's like, I can still watch TV. Sports time is great. Like, you know, 9 p.m. watching the sports and then like ideally by like 1030, I'm starting, I'm switching to like, maybe go read a book, get sleepy, do some, do some meditation, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. The thing I didn't count on, (laughs) I should have counted on this. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh It's not like I didn't know. The last week of the NFL season was coming. Uh, yes. Well, this happened to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Last night we all made some choices. Some yeah. Of us some of us got out of bed in our underwear, <laughs> couldn't find a blanket, and sat on the. Ca- anyway, keep going. Keep going. No, I, I mean this is the thing. So I am just I am shattered here today, because like I was off to such a good start. Like last week went really well. I was having a great little weekend, getting up early in the morning, doing little baking tasks, uh, playing you know early morning video games. I was great. I was go getter. I was on top of the world. And then, like, I enjoyed a surprisingly competitive uh, Los Angeles Rams uh, 49ers game. But the thing I really didn't see coming was the lurid fascination of the completely needless slugging match between the, uh, like, (laughs) between the Raiders and the Chargers last night. Um to be like to to give you some context for this, there was an outside like edge case scenario where depending on how all the games went during the during the day, the Sunday night game would be a game where if both teams tied, they would both get in. That like they didn't. There was actually no reason. They didn't for need to, to play the game. No, and yet they played the game. <laughs> they played the shit out of the game and like and so it was one of those things where I'm like I, to Patrick I was I was blogging in the background I was writing something up mm-hmm. it was I was like wow good for you multitasking I was sitting there watching the game but it was one of those things where like you keep looking up at like hey is that improbable outside thing like possible here and each time you look up it's a little closer to happening and then eventually you sort of like push everything you're doing aside and start to like really hone in on what the fuck is going on over there and that was last night's football game which i think was like eight hours long is how it felt uh yeah it was, I, I i was uh i was intending to go to bed with today was the first day of my oldest going to school which means we've like for the last the past week and though we've been working i've enjoyed the delights of just sleeping as late as until the kids wake up. But mm. like, we can't do that when it's a school day, they need to be at school at a certain time in order for her to get on her transport bus. And it just means like everything moves her, up. Her half transport an hour. bus. 
Well, she goes to a daycare. <laughs> she's like, she's like, like yeah. the APC. Yeah, arriving. like a prison like, transport. Like, no, it's like a prison transport. Okay. Like they, they, she goes to it. She goes to a daycare and then takes what she calls a bus, but it is just like, like, it's a, an you know, a, yeah, it's like, it's like a little minivan, like takes the, some group of kids down, down the, down the street to the elementary school. But so we had to get up early and I was like, all right, I normally was going to Sunday night is usually like where I sneak in a game to talk about on the podcast. It's like, nope, I'm going to go to bed and, you know, be responsible. And, uh, so my wife and I get into bed and she, I was like, Hey, I, I'm, but I need to watch like the last two minutes of this game that may have this. I wasn't giving her the details. Like just, I just need like two minutes. Like you can start going to sleep and like, I'll, I'll be joining you shortly. So I, I rolled over with the phone, like turned all the way down. Um, I could feel my wife when she, I know when she's asleep when she, she like twitches like a little bit every once in a while. And I was like, all right, so she's out. Uh, <laughs> and then all of a sudden the game ties to go to overtime you know, I was like 1045, 1050 or whatever. And I'm like, I, what? I got to watch. Them. Now I'm getting out. And I was like, got out of bed, realized like all the blankets are downstairs. We have a family member who is temporarily staying with us for a week or two. I cannot go down there to get the blankets. They are they are all they are already asleep. And uh, so I'm just like on the couch, just connected the airpods to the apple tv watching watching this uh play out uh cackling like a demon um hoping it, for it was the most like well one it was a game where i'm like man this is why these motherfuckers don't have a solidarity to win a strike it's <laughs> i was watching it's like you don't need to be doing this i do not know like these guys were out there laying the hurt on each other like it was a it was a hard fought game and I'm just sitting there watching, like, you guys are just ripping each other to shreds just for, for the pride of saying that you did it. You know what I mean? Yep. It's like football players are going to compete, whatever the context is. And, like, it's admirable. It made for one of the best games of the year, one of the most fascinating of the year. But also, I kept thinking, like, guys, you don't you don't need to be doing this. You like, need, like, you, you watch- like, the coaches need, like, a hand signal, like, we're. We're good. Like everyone yeah. just take take it. Ooh, like oh, I seem to have stumbled onto the ground, and the clock appears to keep. And there and there was evidence of this. Like and this was like an interesting, you know, like uh, I think as Austin put it on Twitter, like an organic prisoner's dilemma, um, <laughs> uh, in which like towards like the end of this game, the overtime, uh, where the way overtime rules work in the NFL is they shouldn't allow for ties. College football got rid of that. It's ridiculous that ties can even occur um, given how few games that they play. And so each game like has a lot of meaning and then ties become very bizarre. But uh, the way it works in the NFL is like they flip a coin. One team receives the ball, goes down the field on offense. If they score a field goal, the other team, when they get the ball back, has to at least score a field goal for the game to continue. If they if they run out of downs, then the game is over. If, the, if either team scores a touchdown first, like, then, then the game is over. The touchdown is just the, the great equalizer. And so what happened was like one team scored a field goal. The other team scored a field goal. Then the other team was coming down, running out of time and didn't seem like they were actually going to be able to pull off the field goal. And neither team was calling timeouts. One of the things you do in a football towards the end of a game, similar to the way that if you watch the end of a basketball game, like the longest period of a, a competitive basketball game is the like last couple of minutes as they keep fouling the other players, hoping that they will miss a free throw. And then you'll be able to like make up the deficit that you're trying to get. What you're doing at the end of a football game is calling timeouts to maximize. Even if the other team scores, you'll have some amount of time to work with uh, to try and respond. 
And here, neither team was engaging with timeouts, whether it was to their advantage or not, because they appeared to be kind of signaling through the lack of timeout usage that, well, hey, like a time, like a, a tie works out for the best of us and a credibly accused sexual assaulter will not be in the playoffs. Cough breath Ben Roethlisberger. So like that just seems like a triple win across uh, the board. Um, and then at some point with a gas defense, the Chargers called a timeout and it seemed like the mood changed on the Raiders side where they went. Well, that's the million dollar question. Like, did it? Because, okay, so you had Collinsworth and Michaels who were like, what? Because they, they had also sort of figured out like, hey, these teams are kind of like both signaling that they're going to mail the rest of this game in, right? Like they're okay. They're okay with it just sort of. Yeah, they were, the, 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 the Raiders were running the ball when they should pass because yep. running the ball takes up the most amount of time off of the clock. And then nobody was calling a timeout to to prevent that. Yeah. And then the Chargers call this timeout, which was really like self-destructive because they were already at like the edge of field goal range. So like, I don't like if the Raiders want to win this game, they have to have a good chance of doing it. Um, And as it was the next play, the Raiders ran, they picked up the first down and were now like, now they had complete control of the game and they kicked this, the, this game ending field goal and ambiguously in the post game interviews, there's like people going over this, like the fucking Zapruder film. There's <laughs> like footage of, because after the game, the teams come out and meet. There's footage of two players talking from the from from the opposing teams, and the Chargers player is told something by the Raiders player, and he leans back and sort of gives a like, "Are you for real?" look to the other guy, and then looks away and says like, "Oh man," and shakes his head. And people are like, "That's where he found out like the Raiders sideline all knew that they were gonna like let this game end in a tie." And then is in his post game interview. Derek Carr, the Raiders quarterback, was asked, like, did that change, uh, like, the Raiders strategy? And people were like, this is the smoking gun. But actually, if you listen to it, Derek Carr gives the most, like, vague athlete answer where it's like he gave the yeah, for sure answer, which is just what, like, sports guys do when they barely pay attention to the question. So, like, he's asked, like, did it change your strategy? He was, yeah, for sure. Of course it did. And then the next thing he says, says is, but we also knew we never wanted this to end in a tie. We came out here to win. And so I'm, I'm still not sure that the Raiders weren't at the end of this game still in it to win it. I'm not 100 percent sold that like it. Well, the, be- the best way to have uh, learned this more or the other was for the Chargers to not allow the the, uh, the Raiders running back Josh Jacobs to like gain like 11 yards at the last second there. Like, well, that's the they, thing is they, like had they, they just they, stuffed him, then it would have the game would have just moved. They on had and, no more defense like this yes. is like the end of that game was he like, was week 18. This game has been a track meet where you've had receivers. This is the other thing. It wasn't just that like the game was close, uh, like the part of the game that Patrick was in bed for where I was like slowly like. I couldn't look away was that the chargers needed the most improbable run of like good outcomes to even make this happen. They were, they were down two touchdowns, a two point conversion and a field goal. They needed all of those to happen to tie the game. And then they kept going to fourth down. Like it was one fourth and 10 after another, um, which is always a low percentage play. And every time they would like, find a way to do it. And so it was like watching it. It was like watching a coin flip, a really, a really high stakes coin flip come up heads like 25 times in a row where it was just, it was eerie to watch. <laughs> um, and anyway, when all that ended, 
it was like one in the morning. And I was like, well, shit. Time for and I'm completely coffee. wired. <laughs> <laughs> like the end of that game, I was just like, it was the equivalent of like drinking a cup of coffee at like, you know, 1130 at night where suddenly I was like, I am just completely awake now. I need to, you know, what I need to start doing. I'm going to start reading tons of NFL coverage um, <laughs> until I get sleepy. I need, I need brightly colored highlight clips uh, to yep. <laughs> uh, scroll past my eyes uh, with uh, uh, fast edits and pulsing music to just low the rhythms of my heartbeat and start start the brain to start moving towards the day after. And so the day after came very soon. Uh, and <laughs> so I am here uh, in body, but really not in spirit, not in mind. Um, I just I uh, I feel a million years old today. Uh, and also it's just cold as hell. So like everything is just screaming, like go to bed, just go to bed. <laughs> just go yeah. sleep. We, we've yeah. We're in the, we're, in the, we're, I think we're on the other end of a, a cold. We, I was walking, uh, my oldest down the street to go to her friends yesterday. And we are on our side of the street, <clears throat> the sun hits and It'll do a good job of sort of like melting away minor parts of like the snow and ice and you don't have to worry as much about salting. But uh, on the other side of the street, that is not the case. They never seem to get enough sun for that to make any impact. And our this like kind of cold snap we've been through got just warm enough yesterday to turn like the top layer into water. But then it would hit the ground and then immediately turn to ice. And you thought. Like I've I've other than, you know, a, a handful of years on the West Coast, I've lived my entire life experiencing winter. You think you understand how ice works, that you can identify it, know where the patches are. And so like I grabbed my daughter's hand. I was like, hey, like you need to hold my hand the entire time because I'm just I'm worried that you're going to slip. And then we like go right around the corner, avoid the big patch on the driveway, like go on to what looks like a very safe, like always sun soaked spot on, uh, <laughs> on the walk, like walking down the street and just immediately both of us, like the first step, just like whomp. And like, I managed <laughs> oh, to catch us. No. Didn't eat shit, but like we both did it. And <laughs> she was like, she turns to me and she goes, um, there doesn't seem to be any ice. I know when I was supposed to walk in the street, can we walk in the street? And I was like, that's smart. That's that kid. That is you're right. We should. That's where they salt the most. That's our cars. Are, like, you're right. We're let's get our ass in the street. And we started. And then, of course, I got to the, the, the neighbor's house and it was on the side with no sun. I mean, it's just a death trap. We I had to teach her like you aren't actually going to lift your feet anymore. You're yep. going to we're going to shuffle like yeah. we're going to. So we like practiced on like on the dry, like the driveway in a, in a dry spot. And I was like, I'm not, I, I need your help to do this. Or you're going to have to like crawl on the ground and make like, it was just a sheet of ice. And they'd already salted it like several times. It didn't matter because new, new water would come off the roof. Yep. And then it would just, it was on, I, I've been through a lot of different winter things. Like I've not seen ice that way uh, in a long time. Fortunately, a bunch of it melted this morning, but it was. Uh, no, it's. Yeah. It's the one that makes me nostalgic for uh, like Wisconsin winter pre like climate change really accelerating, uh, which was that like the hard freeze would start in November and it basically wouldn't stop. Right. Like it was like, well, it's Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving. It will now not be above like 35 degrees until March. Like that's just what's going to happen. Uh, And the thing that gave you was like 
the ice just turned into like concrete, but it got so scuffed up. The traction was fine. And like, you knew where it was. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas, yeah, here it's like, I have to think every morning. So what was the temperature? Yes. Like, was there another (laughs) remelt overnight? Like, am I going to go out there and it's going to be black ice again? Or like, are we cool? And the answer increasingly is we're not cool. Uh, we are, it is, it is very treacherous out there. So, uh, yeah, I, I hate it. Um, and this is this, despite the fact that I got like really nice, um, like cold weather boots where like, it's got the, 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 like you can't wear them when the weather's warm. Cause like the rubber is too soft in warmer weather to really like hold up to like pavement. Um, those really help, but like the, yeah, there is no, there is no dealing with like that, those thin sheets of like fresh black ice. Um, and then Mina is pissed off because, um, one of the places near us is using a weird road salt mm. that like irritates the shit out of her paws. Uh, so Aww. now I'm going to need to like, she's fine with every other like road salt, but there's this one place that like, she goes over there and she starts like coming up a bit lame. Uh, because she just doesn't, she doesn't want to put her paws down. Uh, so the thing I is need like her little booties. Yeah. Uh, booties. yeah. Those, we tried that with our dog and she, it was just, nope, we're just gonna have to work around this. Like the, yeah. the boots would not stay on. It was, it was pointless, but I, 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 as someone who's had a pet for, you know, uh, a decade plus now, I was the person that was buying like, oh, buy the pet friendly salt. But you know what that pet friendly salt doesn't do? cut through the fucking ice the way that regular salt does like you're basically buying like would you like some shitty salt that doesn't at least that was my experience like a couple times i was like i eventually was like i'm sorry like i'm just i just i know i don't want to hurt anyone's dog i don't want to hurt my dog but also i don't want to slip on the ice and so we just go around the salt because it was just like it didn't it didn't do its job i was like i'm just i just spent 20 bucks to buy a bag full of shit I already have bags full of shit made by my dog. Better now with like making salts that are less irritating, but there's still clearly some that are bad. Um, Also, it didn't help that like the granules were the size of like marbles, Uh, and so like that probably didn't help either. They're just like enormous, jaggy, uh, like jagged crystals. Uh, So yeah, winter winter is here. I feel I feel old, decrepit. I'm sleepy. but also I am just I am high on football, man. What a what a game. <laughs> just wild games uh, late into the night and then waking up to a late Christmas present, which is that the Bears fired their general manager and coach. Um, you know. We take it. We take what we can get, Rob. I'm, I am. I have a Bears mug and a Bears uh, sweatshirt on, not because I think my team is good, but because they were bad enough to fire the people in charge. This is this is <laughs> this is my life. It was like that's what having Ryan Pace right get fired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> having having Ryan Pace get fired was like getting Capone on tax fraud. Is the is the way it kind of felt right? Where it's like this is not what you deserve to go down for. Like you have done so much to this point, where you should have been gone ages ago. But you know what? Fine. Uh, if if this if this mediocre season, uh, you know, was was finally the the straw that broke the camel's back, uh, then by all means, get get the fuck out. Uh, so. Exciting new ways for the Bears to screw it all up from here. Exactly. Yeah. No. Yeah. You get to start over and uh, be disappointed all over again. It's uh, I I live the Sonic cycle, but for the sports team that I care about. 
Yeah, no, it, like we have. A, we have. I've never thought here. about it that way, and it's like, well, I can't make fun of Sonic fans. I, I am you. I just, it's just, <laughs> I just need to swap the other thing in. That's upsetting. See, for me, like the Bears are like my relationship with liberalism, right? Where it's like, <laughs> yep. Uh, like I'm invested in this project for historical reasons, the credentials for which have not been renewed in quite some time. And they are complacently arrogant at sucking for decades. And <laughs> here I am backing them to the hell. Um, so that was, that was my, that, that, that was how I kicked off the week. Uh, just feeling completely washed. Um, Kato, speaking Bye. of like, well, mortality, decrepitude, <laughs> death, pestilence. Uh-huh. Uh, I hear you got around to playing one of my favorite little indie games from like last year or, or two years ago. Two years ago, I think. Yeah. Death Crown. Um, yeah, I had a weirdly busy but like busy in spurts weekend so i had like 20 minute gaps of like uh i don't have anything to do until but i have a thing coming up so i can't like commit to something long um and for about half the those gaps i played some pokemon unite but then i for whatever reason noticed death crown in my itch uh app I think it like opened when I turned on my PC automatically. And I was like, you know what? I never actually checked this out. I looks it looked good. Uh, it seemed it sounded interesting. So, and I remember, um, I remember reading that it had you know relatively short um, games, um, and so popped it open and uh, really enjoyed uh, what I've played of it so far. I've I don't I don't know how to describe. I guess they're maps i guess rounds of game i've played like somewhere around like what, what 10 is of them in the campaign death crown yeah, is a yeah. minimalist real-time strategy game was... in one bit style where you play death herself commanding her legions of death and punishing humanity's kingdom capital k for its overconfidence yeah so the like moment to moment like gameplay is uh kind of an rts but Usually when you say RTS, you expect to be able to control the like little army that you're making more directly than this game, where essentially mm. what you're setting is a path from the building that makes your army towards whatever they're attacking. And that's always going to be uh, a building on the enemy side. Um, and the way that you build out, you have kind of a regular, just kind of slow drip up of gold. Um you can obviously make buildings that will make you gold a little faster. Um, but you start kind of in like a limited building area. And as you drop uh, towers, which are kind of ranged defense and the barracks essentially that make your actual army, that uh, territory expands. Um, and you just kind of uh, direct the, 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 the armies to kind of path towards the other uh the other base where you're trying to destroy the castle and it usually takes about like five hits for it to go down but you know along the way they're building their own defenses if you run if your path runs into a building you have to destroy it before moving on even if what you're targeting is like you know the main building um and it becomes um pretty it's it's almost like a 
um I, I I end up thinking of it more as like a a a tower defense game when it yeah. like really gets going. Uh it's more about controlling the the enemy's paths so that they don't destroy your army enough and like most of the time, I'm like well, kind of auto just selecting where the army goes, although that has been just to interject trouble here, sometimes. Yeah, you're playing on these little uh, like hex grid maps, but they're very yeah. small. Yes, like yes. there is, I you see think, the whole play of field on the screen at all times. Like there is no scrolling around or anything like that. Like it is, you right. have all the information uh, is all there for you at once. There's no fog of war either. Um, but that also means like wh- like you just have to deal with like congestion on the board. Yes, uh, where it's a bit like um, it, yeah, that's another know, thing to mention. Like, the, the the art style is black and white, straight black and white, no in betweens. Uh, you know, one bit type of uh, stuff. So it gets really really busy at certain um, at the end game of like a little map. But uh, yeah, it's it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and it's it's incredibly striking, and like, yeah, the way like slowly you will see, you will identify like the momentum of the game beginning to shift, mm-hmm. and either it'll be shifting in your favor, and you're like, ah, finally, I'm starting to unlock this little logjam I've been working on, or you'll realize that like what you thought was gonna be like kind of a stable front, you're actually slowly being like worn down. Yeah. And you realize, like, wow, once they sort of drill through those defenses and, like, get into that, like, graveyard that's, like, producing troops, um, I am going to be rolled up very, very quickly. So I need to do something fast to sort of change that. Sometimes there's not much you can do. Like, the the other, like, really cool and nasty bit about this in in some ways is, like, uh, you can just have, like, set yourself up really poorly. Um, you can end up with a position where like, you just do not have the open spaces you need to evolve your position at all. Right. And you're just kind of stuck. It, it is, um, thankfully a very quick kind of match though, which helps like, just like at a certain point, if you can tell like, oh, this is breaking bad, you can just restart. It'll probably take 15 minutes total to finish one of these, maybe even less, honestly, most of, most of the time. Um, but so like it kind of takes the edge off that bit of like, oh, I didn't set up correctly and now it's, there's no clawing back. I might as well just hit, hit, like hit pause and restart the the map, which I found like thankfully very easy to do. Um, because that is a problem with like a longer, uh, a Mm -hmm. longer match time uh, RTS is like. Shit, that decision I made minute two is coming back to bite me in my ass minute 45. And now it feels like I've dumped, you know, a lot of time into something that was doomed from the start. That's Um, the thing I really admire about, like, how well-tuned Death Crown is. Is it feels like, man, no margin for error in terms of, like, which way to tune this or it either feel trivial or, like, kind of burdensome. Right. Uh, it's, it's like kind of just perfect where like, it can be just frustrating enough, uh, that you're like, oh man, I need to sort of rethink about what I'm yeah. rethink what I'm doing. Yes. But it's not like, well, I just flushed 30 minutes down the road, down, down the well. And I don't know where I went wrong. Yeah. Uh, they also do a great job. I think of, um, m- mixing up the AI's reactions. Uh, mm-hmm. there, there are definitely a few that I've run into that are like 
suddenly very aggressive and I'm like playing in a slightly different style because I'm used to uh, more of more of the AIs being a little more passive and like trying to build before attacking. Uh, there are a few that come out come out swinging and you have to kind of change up your game plan when uh, you're you're expected to kind of like build up a source of uh, gold first. Um, so it's it's neat that they keep that keep it fresh that way but they also and also they have had a few uh essentially boss fights that uh where the the enemy has like a special power um one of them is this horrifying eyeball that appears in the ground and then any hex touching it uh uh becomes the enemies if it touches it when the eyeball like leaves but uh, one thing that you can do in this game is sell uh sell your buildings so it became mm. a uh you know a little like just keep it keep your keep an eye out <laughs> for the eyeball and quickly destroy anything near it uh because it's better to uh lose them because you only get half money back it's better to lose that money than to uh, give up that territory because then that that is territory you can no longer build on uh where you yeah. can always build back after you've destroyed things so that that's that one was a, f- a fun uh uh, power. There was also another one where the base itself acted like a turret, but like a really long range turret. So there was only, and it would destroy buildings. So there was like a line where you couldn't build anymore, and you had to figure out the best pathing and the best kind of defenses to make a like long range uh, attack where you're. There's basically this big no man's land in the in the center. So, um, it's really neat. It's really really neat, and also like blissfully like short in that yeah beautiful bite-sized way where i can just like do a little bit don't have to commit too much time to it it's enough like that i can get about my day and still like put some time into it um so that's what i ended um, up doing it was really yeah this reminds me so yeah i'm like i'm glad to hear you got into it uh it is god it's only like 10 bucks on steam it's uh yeah just a tremendous like it's a you know, it's a good afternoon with a game. Uh, totally. You know, if that, it's 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 not very long. It also does remind me. I was meant to go back and try. Um, there was this RTS series. I think they made two of them. Uh, Majesty, where it was an RTS game where you didn't control the units. Mm-hmm. Instead, what you tried to do was like incentivize units to do what you wanted them to do. Like, huh. I, I want to say it was like, you know, how like in every, um, <laughs> in like every bog standard RPG campaign, especially tabletop, right? The mayor or the local Lord is kind of the wellspring for like party quests and shit. Uh, this kind of rolls that into the RTS conceit where like, Oh, to win this match, to take over the map, what you're going to do is like, place bounties or 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 something on like targets for uh different types of like units or parties to go out and do your bidding um and i remember being like it got you know very mixed but in a way that i always sort of wondered uh is it just one of those things where it was just so different from what was like conventional in the genre that people just didn't appreciate how good it was i don't know like my suspicion is probably not like you know my my buddy troy goodfellow uh, admired it, but didn't love it. If memory serves, and and, and said there were some real issues with it, but uh, yeah, no, Death kind of remind kind of reminds me of that, where it's like this this whole notion of like not having 
the direct ability to just like fling like troops or something at the enemy, but instead yeah. having to sort of like almost um like redirect the flow of the map like it's a river. Right. Um that's a really cool idea. Uh and and something worth exploring. Maybe it does work better for something bite-sized and, and puzzle shaped like uh Death Crown, but right, it's, totally. it, it seems like an idea worth picking up uh and dusting off. Patrick, uh, did you get into anything this weekend? I know that ge- like weekends tend not to be your your peak gaming hours, but the op, uh, yeah, the the opposite. No, I didn't play too much uh, uh, new this weekend. But I, uh, uh, one of the games that I was part of the, the two that I started and finished over the, the holiday when I had time to myself was I, uh, I finally got around to playing Echoes of the Eye, the the DLC for Outer Wilds. Uh, playing it in a similar fashion to how I played Outer Wilds, which is to play it right after I could give it any real consideration for uh, <laughs> the games of the year. I, I, I don't know. I don't, you know, the long and short is I don't know that it would have changed anything that was on, on my list. I think Echoes of the Eye is, uh, Outer Wilds for people, you know, it's it's been a couple of years now. Um, really go, you know, go read uh, Dawson's review. It's an exceptional piece of writing. But um, uh, Outer Wilds is a, uh, a kind of a space exploration game. It's a time loop game in which uh, you are trying to figure out <laughs> – why the universe is ending every 15 minutes or so. I forget the exact like amount of time like um, that happens in the game. Yeah. 21 minutes. Yeah. It's a little bit longer that, yeah, you, you get a decent amount of chunk of time to, to explore. Um, and in the, the original uh, base game of outer wilds, you um, like look at a statue, which imbues you with this special power, wherein you can then uh, go back in from the start of the loop and either go back and explore the area you were before, go explore somewhere else. Like part of the beauty of the original uh, Outer Wilds is that there are like a thousand different things you could be doing at once so that if you were getting frustrated or not making progress in one area that could lead you to some big revelation or to kind of like put a check mark uh, past a, a certain spot you were exploring, there was always something else for you to do. And that was kind of the beauty of that game was like, hey, it's all puzzles, but if you're bored with this one, like it's okay. Like there's another thing for you to go work on. And it was frequently the case that, uh, you know, you'd find something over there that would then inform something, you know, like it was just a, just a masterclass in, in game design. And even as someone that has a kind of love hate relationship with games that are puzzle centric, I, I found myself really, really taken by the themes of, of outer wilds, uh, what it has to say about like life and living and, you know, sort of like accepting, um, uh, you know, not, not really fate, but just sort of like wh- where things are at, taking stock of that and like appreciating what you have before the next thing happens. And not really a game that like you get to the end and go, you know what they need to do is like expand. This, this is universe. the thing where I've been yeah. like nervous. Um, and what I'll say about Echoes of the Eye is like, of, of course, a smart team that faced with their problem would look you in the eye and say, well, I'll take that dare. Um, because like this, <laughs> What what it does do to the like the broader uh, lore world building of Outer Wilds is is tremendous Um, without giving too much uh, away about like what's what's like happening. Like basically, like if you if you load back into the original game, like something changes in uh, this new museum that is now present. Um, It doesn't take place like before or after. It's essentially adds something that occurs concurrently as though it was there the entire time. To, to the base game. Um, and you eventually come across this, uh, you know, you saw some, some puzzles, you come across this thing called the stranger, which is a very uh, kind of a 
it's a spaceship that is uh, has a very Halo esque design. It is a, a you you come in you you come into this uh, this place and you look around and like you just see a circle and you can see the entire area that you're going to be uh, exploring to from a from a certain point of view uh, is what I will say without getting to too much of how the the game ends up kind of playing out. But um, it is a very uh, Halo uh, sort of like aesthetic, uh, at least from like the the nature of like the the the, the space that you're inhabiting, um, and you know the, the the I really I ended up quite liking Echoes of the Eye, but it was the case where I never found myself overly frustrated with the structure of Outer Wilds. Um, I found that I always had other things to do, and that the things that I couldn't figure out went so far above my head that when I would consult a guide, it never felt like. The game, like the game was being condescending, like the game was expecting too much to me. I sort of like met it where I was at and I was able to kind of like muddle forward. But it was also delightful that you could go do something else because that was frequently the issue is like banging your head at an area with a tick with a timer going down constantly in real time. That can make it extremely frustrating to put yourself in the headspace to think creatively about what you should do. And the way Outer Wilds got around that was, again, letting you go somewhere else and giving your brain space to think about something else, giving you a clue. Um this is not the case where like uh, it would be very strange to play Echoes of the Eye alongside the main game because there's nothing about this expansion that suggests you should come here once for 20 minutes and then go do something else. Like this is hmm. its own eight to 10 hour adventure. It is its own game. Like it does huh. exist here. It, it it adheres to the rules of the 20 minute loop. But Whereas other times it was like, I'm going to kind of just duck in here, kind of poke around, see what's going on. Like, no, like you, you come into the stranger, you're here to see the stranger and you're going to want to finish what's happening here. And I found that to be extremely frustrating because within the scope of the the, the stranger, it does try to do the thing that Out, Outer Wilds does broadly well of here's a bunch of different things you could be doing at once. And that is true for like two hours and then it becomes abundantly clear. Ah, you have a bunch of information. Now you just need to dial in on these puzzles. And then once you dial in on that puzzle, there's a puzzle within that puzzle and it just gets narrower and narrower and narrower. And, uh, the way they've structured how the stranger operates, there are things that occur that like require the time loop to, to exist. And so it is not as simple as the solution just being, well, Hey, what if they just waved a wand and, you know, you could just be in there and like have the time loop not apply because they're like they've structured the world, the environment and some of the puzzles to to require that. And that's I, I like that because that's part of the like, I think the design brilliance of Outer Wilds, what made it so interesting and and special was how all that stuff connected and occurred in parallel. But it for one, you can't just warp there. So it's like when you start the time thing over, it's like, well, I just need to be in the stranger again. That's what I'm doing. I'm not playing the rest of the game. I'm just doing this expansion. And it's like, cool, start the time loop over, get in my ship, set the waypoint, head over there, dock the ship. No. And then, and then once I'm in the stranger, well, I I can I can only I'm gonna give a mild this is not a spoiler because it's like the premise when you get on the stranger. So skip ahead if, if if you're worried about even like basic ideas of how it works. But like you get in and it is there's a bunch of water. There's a river that runs through this like halo structure. It's so beautiful and cool. And um, right behind you when you get in is like a dam. And what you realize once you go through the loop once is that dam is going to burst. Um, and a lot of the game is like going to different points along this 
river stopping in at different spots and those are the different places you're exploring and putting together the story of like what happened on this ship and why things went so went so wrong um because things have gone wrong here well before the universe is about to <laughs> implode so like it's kind of a it's just like this this kind of tragic story that's happening out in parallel to a larger tragic story that is happening um to, to, the, to the universe um and so there'd be moments where like i'm like roughly what would be halfway through this this dlc and it's like cool i gotta get in my ship like spawn back in get to the ship set the waypoint go to the ship dock the ship get off the ship like go to this like raft that I have to navigate for, you know, two or three minutes to get to the one spot to get to the other. And there were just so many uh, things I had to do that were perfunctory, that weren't interesting, that weren't engaging just to get back to what I was doing before the loop was over. And it made it to the point where uh, I sort of did everything that was in my power that wasn't frustrating and then just pulled up a guide and was like, I'm not going to follow the walkthrough. But what I'm not going to do is get to a point where I start panicking over like, have I done everything I need to do in this room? Because to get back to this point would suck. Like it would not be fun or interesting. There's no other tangents for me to do. It's not like I can be like, well, it's okay. Because frequently what you would do in, in Outer Wilds when you were when you were reaching a similar point was like, well, yes, I need to wait till I get 16 minutes in or whatever to the loop to do the thing I want to do to, to, to make progress. But as I get to that point, there's like three other things I can do. And like, I'm also, in, you know, like uh, uh, checklisting that stuff along the way. That just ceases to be the case in Echoes of the Eye, where it's like, it is singularly, I need to do this thing to explore this one bit. And that got just incredibly frustrating, where it's like, all all I wanted was a quick save. Like, send me back, Captain. Like, uh, uh, put me here. Um, so the like having a guide handy proved useful because there were like two different points where I'd reach, I, I could hear the little, you know, the, the, the lovely music cue that I used to love and then was actually <laughs> like a herald of danger that this loop was going to end. So it was nice, like pause the game, pull up the walkthrough and the walkthrough says, you've done it. Like you've seen everything here or like, hey, there's one more thing you should do. And it's like, cool, go do that thing. And what was so frustrating about it was like at least two of like the coolest revelations that happen in this game that are all timers, just like, just incredible masterclass and like a reveal changing how you view everything around you mm. that I was incapable of discovering naturally because I was so panicked that I was going to have to make it back to this point. And it is compounded by all the things I've said. And that also about halfway through this game, um, this has been communicated publicly. Like it has stealth horror elements um, and they suck. And they're not fun. Um, <laughs> no. I was like, does that go? <laughs> no, it doesn't uh, at all. Um, it would, it would, if it were, t- if it were untethered from the structure that it exists in, right? Like it would not be, I understand what they were going for of like, wow, like you're trying to accomplish thing. You've got this timer ticking in the background and you're also trying to navigate this like spooky little thing. When you find out why it's spooky and like the nature of that war, like all that shit would get me. I would love to have an outer wilds DLC discussion so I could go back to a place where I feel incredible about it. Cause like the actual mechanics of like what I was doing, I found it to be so profoundly frustrating uh, in a way that didn't totally sour it because the the walkthrough kind of allowed me to mm. like t- tune those objects back to a point where I could keep progressing. But it was frustrating because it felt like it was undercutting these incredibly smart narrative ideas that they had and these incredibly smart design 
um, like revelations, like ge- genuine, like, like, I mean, like kind of, if you get around yeah. to playing it, like it, it will be so fucking obvious what I'm talking about <laughs> when you experience it multiple times, multiple times. Um, like they have moments where you just go, you have to be kidding me. Yeah. Like this game is operating at like a galaxy brain level of, of how it layers its ideas. Um, that that got me past you know, a lot of the frustrations, even if I was, like deeply irritated that I didn't get to experience them genuinely. Mm. And, you know, like many puzzle things that will scale along. How do puzzles click for you? Like how, how quickly does that stuff come? But I just, you know, I guess my concluding point would be like, I was, I was just frustrated by my inability to spend the time to get to that point because the game's urgency, I found undercut experiencing those moments naturally and organically. I guess I never felt super rushed playing outer wilds. There was a clock but I didn't feel rushed until I did the yeah. final runs where I was like, this is what the game is. And then you were kind of sweating, putting it all together. Um, whereas here I was stressing and sweating, what should have just been like fun exploratory moments. And that's just, it feels like that runs up against like what the game is celebrating and like trying to push the player towards in general. So it's, it's really, really good, but I'm not shocked that I've like read a lot of people being like, I just looked up a you know i just I, they watched a let's play instead of experience themselves because it was just it felt like the thing the things that are don't work about outer wilds or the tension they have there just like ratcheted to 11 and then it just increases the ability for you to kind of be done with it which is too bad because again i think some of the ideas here are even smarter than the ideas they had in the original um uh, which was already a, a, a work tough. of genius yeah because yeah because <clears throat> i remember um I'm catching up on some of the next lander stuff. And I, I like, I remember toward like the end of last year, they had this conversation where it's like, I have perfect memories of this game, not like good memories, but like it was a perfect experience. Mm -hmm. And there's, there was, there's this trepidation around like, and now I'm going to go and see new stuff. This is like (laughs) appended to this perfect experience. And like, with the caveat that like there's good stuff here and they did some really like there is some exceptional design happening here. <laughs> Are you happier than you were when you didn't like when you hadn't played this? Like, uh, do, you, yes. do, you, do you kind of yes. wish you'd encased the experience in Lucite? No, no, I think I, it is a net positive. Like what, okay. what it's like, what how it like sets up more stuff about like the, the broader world, what was happening in the events of like, I think all that stuff is great, is worth it. Um, I it's, it's more than like giving people a heads up on like, how they because it's it's difficult to tell in a game that is built around puzzles. And this game has a has a hint system, right? Like one of the one of the smartest things the original game has is that you know the the nap the uh like the guidance, like the the console that you can access that as you are experiencing major events in the game, it is taking notes for you and connecting them to one another on this chart. And also that chart does a good job of communicating like the uh it breaks the fourth wall right like it says like there is more to explore here so that you know okay i thought i'd kind of seen everything in this area but i i guess i need to poke and prod a little bit more or there's a big question mark that's like hey the things that you're all these ideas and evidence here is pointing towards this big thing that you need to try and put together or figure out over in this space and um all that stuff is here too i just didn't feel like it worked nearly as well, but the hot, the highs here are so incredibly high that um, I feel like it's the kind of game that 
I really wish I'd been playing with someone. Like if I was doing it on a stream, I bet I probably would have had a lot more enjoyment because like on my own, isolated, bouncing ideas off myself, running out of ideas on what to do next. I think if I had had a partner, someone to to like kind of do the mental shifts with that probably would have gotten over some of those humps faster and then been mm-hmm. able to experience the the highs mm-hmm. more more organically. Um, should have streamed so, that shit. I should have. I thought about it. And then <laughs> I... I Wait was like plus stretch goals. Patrick will have better experiences of games by setting time aside to stream with a partner. <laughs> but the whole the whole point was I was playing this game for my personal enjoyment. I was like, I'll talk about it on a podcast because I, you know I'll need to. But like I'm playing, I'm choosing to take the one of the the only thing as you return from outer outer wilds. I know they they should have sent a streamer. <laughs> they should have. They should have sent a streamer. I think I would have had. I would have had more fun with the with the game. But it is. It is it is incredibly good. It's on. And the reason I wanted to bring it up um, was that because it's. Uh, it's on. Do we figure out Kato if the expansion's on Game Pass or is it just the base? Uh, game? I did not figure that. We had out. this conversation. Uh, Echoes of the I Game Pass. Early January Xbox no Game Pass titles include. I think it's just the base game. Oh, it's GameSpot article. <laughs> it's unclear if Echoes of the Eye <laughs> included the Game Pass version of of the game. Uh, well, either way, the the base game is 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 on yeah. is on Game Pass, and um, I would rec I would you know if you if you're gonna dive in, haven't done either, you know, I I would recommend doing the main outer wilds game seeing that ending um and then if you do the strain do do echoes of the eye separately um i didn't do this i just looked it up afterwards but then there are impacts of you can bring the experiences of echoes of the eye add it to your final run in outer wilds and have an impact on the ending of um uh it doesn't like wildly change it but it does it does tweak it in a way that uh if you've played the end of outer wilds you you can imagine like some things that might shift as a as a result of um doing doing things a little bit differently so um but uh, yeah outer, outer wilds still like one of the best video games ever made echoes of the eye is... not quite that but still like a a spectacular uh a work more more just one that it feels like they had a bunch of leftover ideas or i don't know how they came over but like it just it didn't fit quite in the the structure of mm-hmm. of 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 the outer worlds as it, as it seemed fit. That said, if it was if they had literally just given me the ability to start on the stranger, I think it would have. I I probably would have enjoyed. I probably could have gotten over more of the the humps faster. It's like cool. Like of the ten hours I spent playing Echoes of the Eye, I probably spent an hour navigating to the stranger, and like that's bad. <laughs> it looks like it's not on Game Pass, but it's uh discounted if you have game pass okay well so there you go yeah i should take advantage of that more often see this is the the warped incentives of game pass where i'm like no i refuse to pay anything with game pass and it's like we'll give you discounts (laughs) and i'm like no i refuse if if you truly if you truly want me to play this you would simply give it to me i'm gonna wait you out uh well the base the it. base game is included so you will only be paying $15. Oh, well there you go. Yeah. Ba- game base game is Game Pass just the DLC is 13.49 right now. 
little one dollar and fifty cent <laughs> discount. I may, and maybe you'll get to the end of Outer Wilds and not want to not want to play more, which is how I felt. Um, even even as much as I liked that goes the eye, but boy, if you did not play Outer Wilds, you you missed out on something special. That's definitely something. Yeah, worth you should go play Outer Wilds. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Well, Rob, we can't go to the break without uh, uh, talking about this Armored Accord news. Austin, um, this, you <sighs> thought this, well, we thought this was a joke. Uh, I thought, it was, I thought or, it was a scam. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> just like, like, look, and there's so much talk about NFTs right now that, yeah, you know, all of a sudden a rug comes. Cool. Yeah. Someone uh-huh. says they're out here selling uh, images of an Armored Core game that may or may not be in development. And I just don't know. I don't know what I'm buying. I don't, yeah, listen. So there was a post on on Reset Era. Someone was like, "Hey, I got I got an email red from li- li- Red Licorice. Let's red be licorice. Let's, yeah, yeah, right. not the, you know, Licorice is in the in the in the air. Licorice Pizza out here uh, <laughs> as a as a movie. Uh, I, and then we- I overheard someone saying someone else looked like they ate a lot of licorice the other day. <laughs> it was not like a weight joke. I don't. It was like a personality type of thing. And I was like, I, I don't, don't know, know what, what that, that means. Yeah, I don't know what the personality of a licorice. I don't know. If and not even just a, like of- a licorice eater, but someone that is like. Really like off the the, the like yeah. deep end. I don't yeah. know. That, I, don't I don't know, know either. I just overhear stuff here in New York. I'm just walking around and just uh, <laughs> just hearing shit. That's like you're you're gonna be on the, the what is that? Uh, uh, How to with John Wilson, the HBO right, show. Yeah, Have uh-huh. you watched that? Like yes. you, you can do that. You I can, can do walk that. Around with I can your do that. I, listen, I the the best thing I've I, I've ever heard. Truly, the other day I was walking past one of those like huge lines in New York of of people, you know, waiting for COVID tests because that's just what it's mm-hmm. like here right now. They're not uh, those people are not following Wario sixty four on Twitter. They are not. Like I am who has who has bought four or five <laughs> packs of, of, of antigen tests yeah. by, by doing uh-huh. so. And this dude had his phone out in his hand, like talking on speakerphone, right? Just surrounded by people. And he was like, I mean, I can't call her any time of the day without it seeming like I'm trying to get ass. And you know, <laughs> perception shapes reality. So and I was like, all right, there's like three different conversations happening on various levels here. This is an incredible <laughs> moment. I'm going to keep moving. Anyway, that's how it is out here. Anyway, the, the key here is recent era. Red Licorice made this post yep. that was like, hey, I got a, a customer survey, basically a consumer survey about a new Armored Core game. And how do you get those? How do you get on? The, is that just like I subscribe to a, Nam, a, a Bandai Namco Probably. newsletter and then like, I don't know. I know those happen. Small, I feel like I've gotten one once ever and it was for, for some shit. <laughs> this is the thing is like we probably get them. We just don't care about the things they are because they're not from soft, you know? I guess so. I guess that's true. If you got a new one, if you got a new one that was, this is the thing is like, if it was Dynasty Warriors, you would just tell me that you got a Dynasty Warriors one. See, you know I feel I mean? like I'm just out here, like, do you want to give a consumer survey on your experience at the Pep Boys? Like, right. that's, that's, what I, that's what I'm getting that's in my head, yes. uh, I get them from when I go to uh, waypoint.vice.com, and Vice <laughs> is like, can we ask you some, some questions about if we could launch a weed vertical? And I'm like, <laughs> are we really doing this? Are y'all really doing this? Okay. Yeah, ask me some questions. I'll give you some answers. <laughs> Time is a flat circle. It really is anyway that post said you know here is here there's screenshots of this text right and Which video was and, like, and uh well and i believe the person saw some video the person well. says they saw some video they saw two video clips and they said they saw like 16 different screenshots and the description of the game that they that they had was basically 
it's open world souls armored core it's it's armored souls right it's it's a sci-fi world by miyazaki it's a vast field quote unquote um it has long and short range battles <laughs> oh, oh you oh you know you know you know it's a souls game if they're using the term vast vast field, field. <laughs> yeah uh-huh has he was um, he is was he deeply involved in the armored core games or is this he, a he's been yeah he wasn't I, not from like the jump but he was on four and i want to say four answer which is like the pseudo sequel it's a sequel okay to four um uh and i don't know if he'd been on i don't know if he was ba- on them ba- as far back as two or three okay he joined in 2004 working on the armored core series so 2004 would have been around ac2 i want to say and that's P- and nexus uh, that would have been that would have been like the, the late the late ps2 era ones okay and then going into the ps3 ps and, and xbox 360 ones which are because i have not armored core started on ps1 right it started on ps1 and it and it lived in that way that games could live in the ps1 and ps2 era where like you didn't have to do that many not much in terms of sales to like justify yourself and so even though it was a niche game you know those games are just cheaper to make and you can just make more of well, them I think they a, made i think a bunch of them were put out by they, they, like from for a long time had a partnership with it started as ascii software and then became yes. age age tech, tech. and yes i think that's how you pronounce their name and and they're that that publisher like was one of like a number of like boutique publishers back in the day kind of like a working designs where you right. could you could pluck this is before every game from japan came out and yep. so uh they were a studio that would like just like pluck these games they could sell what they needed to sell to justify their existence and the companies right. were small enough that it didn't they didn't need to be bajillion sellers they could just like yeah we turned a profit like go make another armored core from right. and published and I, it i have played the majority of the armored core game like there were a couple of the ps2 era ones i didn't play through but you know i was playing like the psp ones where you're programming you know <laughs> you're not programming but you're doing like ai controlled mechs and making them fight each other in an arena you know i was like really into the series for people who don't know uh, they're not very much like the Souls games. They're mission based. Um, they are uh, tend to be pretty short in terms of comparison to other other Souls ga- or other FromSoft games, at least where you're talking about you know eight to twelve hours for the main campaign, maybe fifteen to twenty if you're doing side stuff. Um, uh, you're dropping into a mission. You're building a mech based on what you think the mission is going to be, or maybe you just well, have and the customization is like a such a huge, huge part. So that's of- the thing. You yeah. could totally play these games, and I did for hundreds of hours. You know, if you really get get deep into the customization, and especially with four and five, there was a huge online component. They really got online right. Um, it's funny to go watch footage from these games because I really don't think that they look good. But when you're playing them, there is such a sense of like what the mech is supposed to feel like. Four is really fast and rapid, and you're just, like flying all over the place. Your mech is almost like not even on screen. It's like at the edge of the screen because you're just like boosting around. And then five are these like much heavier your stompier things and there's layer upon layer of complex you know mechanics and i don't know that they look good to watch if you don't know what the fuck is going on in them but they're great uh and so when this first post came out i was like I, i'm excited to go back to armored core i don't believe this at all there's a bit at the top where it's like melange an unknown substance that could dramatically advance human society like melange is another word for spice <laughs> from dune this is just something so oh no oh no, up. oh no oh yeah. no oh no i was oh. like this is just fake this is just someone just also decided. melange i believe that's also the the name of the opening area of dark souls 2 right is that no? That's Majula. No, it's not. That's no, Majula. it's not. <laughs> Majula. I was about to get mad. I was like, "Wait, is P- Patrick oh, is that, pulling over on me?" You thought about you thought about I it thought, for a second. I did. Though. Yes. Um, and so I was like super dismissive of this. I don't know about you, but I was like, "Okay, you just, one person makes a post, you know." 
Well, and also this, this, are, this are the the sci-fi souls, the like armored core reboot has something that's been kind of like kicking around. Right. I mean, like when, when Miyazaki's been asked in the past, you know, he's he's like, yeah, like of course we'd want to like armored core is like so like key to mm-hmm. like the existence of from today, like only is because of like the success of like you know games like uh, armored core in the past. But right. we have not seen. Uh, well, like any any attempt at that since Souls became popular. There was a time when like a few hundred thousand sales could have been huge, right? Right. I want to say Armored Core f- 5 launched on the PS3 and got like 200,000 sales in Japan or something. And that was considered a success at the time um, for the Armored Core series because that was better than what a lot of Armored Core games had done. That's nothing compared to what the Souls games did, right? Sekiro did like five mil or something, right? The times have just changed in such a way that like, you know, Armored Core 4 and 5 were kind of failures in terms of sales data in or sales in the United States. They just did not find an audience here. So like mechs in general have like in, in, yeah. in video games, like, you know, obviously like you and I did like that indie stream, like when we play, like, yes. put, like there was that, like, I mean, like mechs, exi- like there are people are making games, people like with, games mechs, with mechs, but, but, but they have fallen out of favor on like the certain budget scale for whatever I, reason. I suspect the last, like you get those breakout ones, right? You get the battle tech, which was a really great tactics game and into the breach, right? Which is like, that game was just fantastic. They're like, but I feel like tactics exists theming. like a total on its 100%. own percent The sort of like triple A ish yes. or like big budget mech game does not truly exist the way it used to mech warrior five mercenaries was like okay but like and i think that got a console release eventually but that wasn't moving the needle the way that that you could just have them in the mix in the past side side note do you have an opinion on chrome hounds which everyone says very big secret best from love okay all right just uh, great illustration of how the designers there were always thinking about cool new shit so much i could we could do an hour on chrome hounds (laughs) okay all right that that tells me all i need to know you couldn't you couldn't talk Talk to your to your team unless you had someone on your team who had a dedicated comms array. Oh, wow, attached to their. Austin, are you sure shit. you weren't making games uh, fifteen I, years dude, ago? <laughs> I like I played so much Chrome Hounds. I had like a big meta campaign of like multiplayer three war three sided war factions. Well, I've heard it was like the ultimate online. It really mech was. Game. It like it was one of those things that was like. It felt so built out of, okay, XB, you know, Xbox Live is a thing yep. now. How do we take advantage of this in the coolest way possible? And they did. Uh, okay. And the fact that it doesn't exist anymore is a bummer. Anyway, um, so I doubted this all weekend. I think you and I both were kind of skeptical at the very least. I was all the way to like, this is just bullshit. This is just someone <laughs> trying to get one over on me. And today, some screenshots appeared. <laughs> Yeah, the same the same person who I same think person. Uh, like was has been enjoying the, reading their posts. Like seems very yes. genuine. Like doesn't seem like someone trying to throw. But they they're I think like Eurogamer like wrote a piece based on this without any sort of like added. Often frequently will happen is like I think it'll come out like reporting. There are a couple ways like reporting like and confirming things can work. Yeah. Is like sources are so much more willing to give you confirmation on a thing when they're not ground zero. Yeah. So like when like you know when when something like this breaks, it's a lot easier to go to someone who'd be in the know and be like, "Hey, can you just like tell me it's true so that you can add a line that says and you know Waypoint has confirmed with a source that like echoes the same details." Eurogamer didn't do that, and actually Eurogamer that's frequently what they do with a lot of this mm-hmm. stuff is like, "Hey, this thing maybe sounds like bullshit." actually is real um but they kind of ran with that and then this per- this person who's like sitting on screenshots and videos that they have is like i don't know they're watermarked everyone <laughs> like yep. i don't what am i supposed to what do what do i do yeah and then this morning like was like uh, i'm not a f- it's a bad sign when they said i'm not a photoshop master which is me <laughs> just going oh you're gonna you're probably not gonna you're get gonna- sued over this like no. i'm sure anyone that does a consumer survey 
understands there is a decent to high likelihood that like basic details are going to get leaked, which may be part of the process, which is like, here is like a, here is a reasonable way that we can kind of like get out some details and engage, gauge interest. Um, But uh, the screenshots look real. I thought the, the, the thing we were trying to figure out was like, what does this say about what the game is and and I, you, you, I have you had some interesting comments about the shield that I, I thought have were. Like, I have like spun all the way around. I went from like this is dip, this is complete bullshit to be like, oh no, yeah, everything this person said is hundred percent true because of like you know broad interpretation of the way screenshots look with my relationship <laughs> to armored core games, right? So like there are there are what are sixteen screenshots, you know, four kind of four screenshots of four screenshots, and the second set is. Um, the top left is a mech, you know, hiding behind a shield, uh, facing down a slightly bigger mech. The top right is a mech shooting up at a much larger kind of super robot or not super robot, to be clear to people who use that terminology, but like a bigger <laughs> squared off robot. The third, the bottom left one is like uh, uh, your mech doing a cool like sword slash. And the bottom right one is again hiding behind the shield as incoming fire comes from from the distance. And these all look like armored or these all look like demons souls screenshots to me like you could totally mount that top right one to the tower knight in terms of scale mm-hmm. all of the ways that like the the shield is being held out in the left hand it's like a they have like a, a way of shield. capturing how their games look and those yes. screenshots neatly and, line up with the way they've done that and the way that they look in souls armored core games don't feel like this right they're third person shooters technically but they're not third person shooters in the way that you or I might think about a third person shooter like Uncharted or even like something like Revenant, which has souls like elements. They're not like you point and aim your your mm-hmm. your mech locks. Your mech has a field of vision, which is modifiable based on the the parts you equip that changes how far away and how wide their like viewing angle is and how how you know close you have to be to automatically lock onto your targets. Yes, there are shields, for instance, but they're not shields you would show on a screenshot, although multiple screenshots. Screenshots. Are the other in there, armored core is uh, are are shields physical as um, opposed to energy? Like it depends on the it depends on the game. Oh, Five okay. had all physical right. shields, but the previous ones all had energy shields. So like, okay. this energy okay. shield looks like something that could have been in a past armored core game, but the way it's being held out like this as like a key part of how you engage with the world is just well, and like so the attacks not, are look like look at this yes look at this slash that is clearly that, you hitting R one to do like a fast attack is a is a horizontal is a is a diagonal from the vertical <laughs> left down to the vertical right like it's a sword slash which is one hundred percent not what sword slashes or blade slashes are like in armored core and armored core they're always just this big long kind of horizontal sweep um uh that is you know that's the thing that will show up in a souls game but that's what every blade attack looks like in armored core and so this is not armored core style <laughs> slashing this is soul style slashing and i think you take that along with some of the other screenshots that are clearly like look at this big environment that you're flying around right. and, and potentially exploring i i I start to believe the hype of the description of this being, quote, a vast field that represents a multi-layered world that you can you can feel the scale of the mecha universe, blah, 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 blah. So I'm bought in. I'm now 100 percent. All this text is right. I, I see it. I feel it. It's real. I guess it doesn't uh, say here it's going to be called Armored Core, huh? I You know, uh, no. I mean, it's a good name. I feel, I feel like you could. I, yeah, it's a good name. But it's also, name. you know, Sekiro is Tenchu, right? Like, that right, is... Right, right, So right, I also, I, th- I think, would not be shocked if it moved in a... Oh, is Tenchu owned by From, or is Tenchu owned no, Tenchu's by... Tenchu's owned by... But remember, there was the thing, like, I think, is Tenchu owned by Activision, and they still didn't use it? I can't remember. Well, that might be the... Yeah, that might be the case. I think Activision took over building, like, they made some of those games after From stopped. 
making? I, I can't remember, remember at this point. But I wouldn't be sho- I wouldn't be shocked if like the the Genesis like the origin story of this game is similar to Sekiro. It's like, hey, you know, this is what we're this we have teams that are built to make these types of games. Like the Armored Core team has not just been like right, sitting around right. prototyping for fifteen years. Like right, those, they're working on a thing. Like, well, or that, that talent has left to go right. work at other true, true, true. studios. Yes. I think people yes. are I mean, doing some, some of the, looking up the, the credits demon, of the some old of the games. the demon the demon X Machina people are X Armor right. Core people, right? right. Like the right. people move on, like that just happens. And so it would make um, sense that like this team, you know, uh, you know, don't don't do, you know do something that that fits within like the the spirit of like what the studio has been built to well, do. And so I wouldn't be shocked if this is the same sort of thing. Like, what are we good at, and then how do we fuse it with this other thing that we have to do something? new yeah i i think it's very funny that you, you'll find people who are like fuck this i can't believe they're gonna turn armored core into a souls game and it's like obviously i'm biased because i'm a big souls fan and the right. and a big armored core fan and for me this has been like the thing i've been asking for for 10 years i love i like i grew like i spent so much time throwing poisoned rice balls in tenshu, <laughs> in tenshu like right, i right, had right. it was like one of the first games that, like my me and my brother got like and again that was a mission-based game that was a yes. mission-based game yeah, very that, similar that 100%. to 100 um, like for early from has like on the one hand like the weird open like rpgs like right. you know King's King's Fields. Fields. Yeah. Uh, and then they're off doing these like much more structured experiences like like uh, Tenchu and, and Armored right. Core, um, which are about which are about, oh, how do I want to go about this? How do I want to solve these these problems, basically? And that's right. where the replayability comes in and, and stuff like that. And and so for me, though, it's like it's again, it's like I'm not I can't imagine them releasing in 2022. To 2023, this game's not coming out this year. Uh, a, a mission-based 12-hour-long game at this point without people not liking it, you know, and being disappointed by it. And it's really hard to greenlight a project that is like that niche when you have certain expectations at that point, you know? Unless like the budget um, is such a scale that you're like competing with like the Sonys of the world where it's like, hey, what we intend to make are like right, right, cinematic, right. yeah, you know, interactive movies with <laughs> with game right. elements like right. that's, right. that's like down that's like that's being that's sounding overly uh, uh disparaging to those types of games that i frequently like playing but yeah. i just feel like that's not what from does that's not and what they do it's not what they do well that team builds big open world games well at this point and or not open world in the traditional not in the elden ring sense even but like um uh exploration focused action rpgs yeah right? I, I would be with shocked i'd be shocked if this worlds. game wasn't like closer in design yes. uh, level does like world design DNA to an older to same. a demon souls or a dark souls. Whereas like Elden ring is that I don't expect out. these big open areas in the same way. I expect either like the hub and spoke system of, yeah. of, you know, two or, or demon souls or the clockwork connected stuff of, of one. But like, I don't expect the big open fields of, I mean, it does say open. <laughs> it does, and, and that, but that, but, then that but also makes me wonder, like, what are you? That could be just, a crisis two style. I'm in a hallway, and then I'm in a big open space, and then I'm in a hallway. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right. The crisis right. two model that we all know and love. Uh, <laughs> deeply underrated game, IMO. Anyway, uh, and then it just makes me wonder, like, what does exploration in a game like that even mean? If they're like they're. You're probably not getting out of that mech. Like, what am I? You're probably not getting out. I would Um, love. I mean, that's the dream for me is the one where, like, you get to the facility and then you hop out of your mech and you also have a second character sheet that is just your your character. Yeah, we like what we're working towards is like you bring back Armored Core. They figure out how to build open worlds with Elden Ring. And then the new dream is like, well, you already gave us the old dream and you're not giving me Bloodborne on PC or a 60 FPS update. So I feel like you need to, you know, Elden Mech. And we're, we're, we're mashing up these these two worlds. 
rooms uh, and <laughs> get the be- the best of both. Oh my uh-huh. god, yeah. You roll up to a ca- a small cave yeah, that yeah, your yeah. mech can't you get to, like, into. You like but- come down to the mech cockpit <laughs> via like a little like rope that drops down. And you slide down and you like pick up your laser sword or whatever. Like, let's go. It's great. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm, I guess if it's in a consumer survey, I wouldn't be shocked if this is something we like heard about. Uh, there was a, a t- uh, this is me just spitballing, but I remember when, um, with the game awards happening this year, Keeley was gave yeah. some interview that was like really enjoyed being able to like show people Elden Ring for the first time. Very excited to do more things with From in the future. Uh, that seemed almost no. knowing. Um, yeah, and so rich. I will not be shocked if no, me either. this game is like one of the premier, like, you know, his new <laughs> burying E3 in a coffin I, uh, <laughs> summer a game fest thing. My my guess uh, is that's where we, we hear about this. this I, game I can imagine that. This that's not that far off, unfortunately, no, in terms well, of the way the time works. We are we are well into uh, what where like a Sekiro 2 like could yeah, be shown. Totally, um, like totally. it is a exciting time. Like, like, like it's the thing it's the thing about covid well there's many things about covid but it's sort of like it's going to squash time in other yeah. ways where it's yeah. like oh all of a sudden we're going to have studios like from software who got squeezed by like figuring out right. how to make a game over the course of 18 months or finish a game like well there's other teams have been doing stuff and like they're probably going to be ready to start showing what those things are like yeah. throughout 2022 and that's that shit's exciting it's like, exciting let's go let's um, go all right. Well, uh, so, uh, th- thank you, Rob. I pre- appreciate you giving me the, the tangent. I think we can we can take a break now. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And we're back. I don't know what you just heard. I'm sure it was scintillating. I'm... <laughs> I'm, what, I'm you always, were, you, no, you were there. Uh, we were all, we were we're all, all there. there. Um, you were there, and you the were magic there. Of po- the magic <laughs> of podcasting is that it's flat, and that means we were all there when all conversations happen. Just didn't uh, have a lot somehow. to say about Armored Core no, screenshots. Yeah, that's not look. You, oh, I wasn't talking about the strategy game earlier. Like, I don't need to interject. <laughs> like, how do Rob name. got this? <laughs> Death game. <laughs> <laughs> very cute art. Oh, yeah, close, that's what close, it is. It's death game. My, my favorite genre, in fact. Uh, and while and while you're having that conversation, um, my brief high about Chicago Bears began to wane as reactions began to filter out from the beat. Uh, the, Bear, the Bears beat reporters covering the press conference. And there's a few people who are like, uh oh, their process for hiring these two critical positions seems kind of fucked up. Yeah, uh, and so yep they they brought an antique consultant uh, out of retirement to help them 
put the, to build the Bears into a modern high flying NFL team. Um, after all, somebody who helped the Bill, the the Buffalo Bills be good in the early '90s couldn't possibly have an outmoded view of uh, of how modern football ops uh, work today. To be fair, they were you know Bill Polian was was in at Indy recently as a decade ago, but still, I'm a little nervous, a little scared, I'm starting to get the bad vibes again. Speaking of bad vibes that I wish I didn't have. I'm debating whether I want to stick with Lake. You know, a little game mm. about the 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 lady going back to her hometown. Yeah, uh, being, to, yeah, being on the being on the post office, being a post postal worker. It's not doing it for me. Hmm. Yeah, I, I wanted to. Yeah, I I I came out of that when the demo hap, uh, came out last year. Um, it was one of those games where it's like, yeah, you know, you you identify you you want to champion little games, games are rough around the edges that you know try to speak to different kinds of themes you don't see in a lot of games and downplay things like combat and whatever. And I don't know. I, I, I went into that to, to that demo wanting to feel that way and then came out of it. I don't know, not really like vibing on the themes or the world and was, I guess kind of hoping for the best for, with the, yeah, the, the finished yeah, game. It's a couple things like, <laughs> one the the game feel could be better but it, i'm like that's not like bullshit but drift not... the postal truck no damn but it. also the postal truck is not very fun to drive and well you can't drift it how could it be exactly <laughs> um but like this is a game where you're gonna be driving this fucking mail route a lot yeah and it's not, and the weird thing is, like, I actually don't think it's because, like, it's it's not that, like, okay, I can't drift it or I can't do, like, six yeah, stunts yeah, yeah. in the in the postal truck. Because I think we've all had experiences where, like, we enjoy playing games sometimes in ways that are the most, like, fussy and law-abiding way possible. Like, like when, like, when I, when I play, like, Flight Simulator, for mm-hmm. instance, I take a deep satisfaction in flying the most professional and buttoned <laughs> up like route possible. I could be a uh, pilot. Rather than like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, I am used to like sort of a, like a boring route proceduralism, but I think part of what a game has to do is uncover what is kind of meditative or satisfying about like even kind of sure. a rote repetitive job. And this doesn't really do that. Like the, the truck isn't particularly fun to drive. The, mm-hmm. A uh, little thing you're doing in your head of like figuring out what your route is going to look like isn't particularly interesting to do um, as you're sort of solving a, a, a pathing problem for yourself each day. It's just not that stuff is not clicking uh, for me. But the thing that would really have to hold it together is that I'd have to be invested in this setting and these characters a bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not getting there. Um, like I can't. Doesn't give you enough setup, or I don't have a. I don't have a feeling for the the character I'm playing. Mm-hmm. Like she seems like a sketch of an archetype, but not close to being a fully realized character. And I think maybe some of this is the is the voice acting, but honestly, it's also one of those cases where. I don't think the voice acting would be jumping out at me as much if the script 
both in terms of the way the lines are written, but also the structure weren't really hanging together. Like mm-hmm. the the setup is that you're this you're this character that uh, it's a it's a period piece. It's 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 like the mid eighties. Um, and you are working in like the early days of the tech boom. Um, and you're burning out. You go home to cover your dad's mail route while your while your family is on vacation. And supposedly, like the, the game is sort of trying to like it keeps trying to drive you toward this 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 um framework of what your character is doing is trying to figure out what she's gonna do with her life while she's out there. Like you're sort of hiding out from your um shitty little tech job, um, and maybe trying to figure out like what you really value and what you want to do. But it's not selling me on that as a dilemma. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? I, like, I like I understand the dilemma intellectually. Nothing right. about the script makes me feel it. And I'm a sucker for stories like this. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, Eliza is one of my favorite games of the last, like, 10 years. And that is entirely about, it's a, a, you know, it's entirely a visual novel about someone sort of confronting what was I a part of? What am I going to do next? Where do I want my life to stand in relation to these things? Um, here... It doesn't feel like it's holding back interesting information. It's just not selling me on the premise at all. And so, like, as I'm going through this and, like, these little story beats where my character's sort of hemming and hawing about what, like, she wants the rest of her life to be, there's just nothing for me to latch onto in terms of, like, being sold on this as a real dilemma or even a character working through some stuff. And so that makes the rest of this where you're sort of traveling around town and like having conversations with a very, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm reminded of a Gene Siskel quote. Actually, he was talking about Sundance in the mid nineties where he was like, I feel like every indie film right now is set in a quaint small town filled with the most colorful cast of characters you ever met in your life. And he's like, I'm exhausted of it. (laughs) And like, that is this town. It has that same feeling. Right. And so I'm like, it's just not like, I, I see kind of what it's trying to do, but like none of the execution is bringing me on board. Really. There are some, there are some, some, some beats are more effective. Like I think something that does come through well is you run into one of your old friends and the thing that like is very convincing is the weird mix of like warmth and like anger you encounter from your friend for on the one hand, it's good to see you again. On the other hand, you've missed a lot of stuff and a lot of like really important stuff to me. And you are out of the loop on things that are painful and things that like people around here know about and you just bailed that stuff like reads as, as, as pretty well executed and, and, and reasonably convincing, but it's just not, it's not weaving together into a compelling uh, like story of this, this person sort of having coming to this crossroads in their life. Um, and so like, I'm, I'm right on the knife edge between like, do I keep putting time into this or not? Um, how, far, how much time have you put into it? Just a couple hours. Okay, but that's a lot. I mean, like for these the types thing. of that, like I, I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. we exist in a you know in a in a world in which the creators of uh, Dying Light Two are out here being like, it's gonna take five hundred hours to Jesus beat our Christ. video game, <laughs> which is like I, they're definitely measuring that, and it's like, yeah, I guess if I'm getting every single collectible and doing like, sure, fine, whatever. But uh, 
in a case like that kind of game, like these like kind of like personal games with like rough edges in which you're having to kind of, you know, put yourself out there into the game to kind of see what it's going for to some degree. Uh, they also, you know, once they start getting into being longish, like it becomes harder and harder to sort of like sustain that if the game is not giving you enough to kind of grasp onto in, in the meantime. Yeah, I should just walk away then. <laughs> no, I, right. yeah, I, I, feel, I feel like this conversation has been like, uh, 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 you're not hard to convince. It's like the opposite of Kato. Yeah. It's like, you know what? you Rob, if you drop this, you'll go find something else. I believe in you. I have kind of gotten that vibe from other folks who have, like that game was on my list of like games to check out before the year was up. And then, I don't know, like the kind of vibe checked like enough impressions from people that I trusted. It was like, eh, I think I'm I think I'm all right, which is too bad because I it's also cool to see games like that are aiming for stories like that to, you know, there's nothing wrong with visual novels, but it's cool when you see them in spaces that like have a little more ambition in terms of the uh, or or, are able or able to try and bite off a little bit more in terms of like how you're exploring the world. and then, you know, it's and then it's also tough because like I look at a game like Lake and then I see like a game like Life is Strange and it's like I'm getting that already. Like I, I've got a, a direct line to like the vibes I want out of out of <laughs> yeah. games like that, out of a game like Life is Strange, True Colors. And that's that's I remember around the time when I played True Colors was maybe around the time that I would have played Lake. And it's like I'm good. I've ha- I have my <laughs> my hometown uh, feel good, feel sad story out of the way for for 2021 (laughs) yeah yeah that's yeah i think i just needed to put it out there i was like Mm -hmm. i like i did it it. you tried to play the game you like you really you really gave it you know we're all folks who are always championing for for games uh like that but you know sometimes there's a lot of them these days right like that's also the case is that there are you know alongside like my note that I, I keep every year of games I've played, I, I try and put when I see like something on Twitter, that's like a game I should play. I put that there and like that list can get shorter, but never disappears. Um, yeah. You know, that is the, the nature of video games these days, nature, of just, well, just media these days. Like there is just no, no way to play everything. And so the moment you take something off your stack, it's not as though you'll be want to, to find something else to, to, to kind of fill it so yeah and also isn't that game on game pass <laughs> this is just a game sponsored by game pass <laughs> god damn it well so check it out like i mean i like i i can it's one of those things where i can easily imagine and i do know a lot of people i respect put that on their best lists right like okay. i mean all right there are people for whom it absolutely resonated didn't click with me uh i gave it a shot um but yeah, I like I'm, I'm glad it's out there finding uh, people that it speaks to. It just didn't work for me. It is uh, if it's on Game Pass, that's cool. Uh, it it's is also it twenty is. bucks on Steam. Yeah, included. Uh, so yeah, um, and it's got some cute period details. Like it is, it is very chill. Uh, so like you know, it's, I didn't hate my time with it. It just didn't quite didn't quite pull me in either. I do think though, like that the the chill thing can sometimes be. Um, like chill doesn't mean, well, I guess chill can mean a lot of things, but I think sometimes like it still has to be engaging, right? Like yeah. just because we got chill vibes, um, you know, doesn't mean that you can't also kind of like pull people along for, for the ride. So that's, that's too bad. Uh, that game, that game looked promising. Um, you know, what did kind of like pull me in though, really unexpectedly, mm. um, 
Naturally, I come to this far too late to affect anything. <laughs> Every year, the past three or four years, I've gotten code to a game called WRC. Uh, uh. It is a rally racing racing game. Uh, it is made by, what is it? Uh, KT Interactive. Um, yeah, KT Racing. And it's a it's a French uh, it's a French studio, um, and it is yeah. So it's it's a rally racing game. Crucially, it is not the Dirt series, uh, which people have said is increasingly not a rally racing series either. Uh, hmm. Like Codemasters kind of forked Dirt into Dirt Rally, which is about rally racing, and then Dirt, which is um. Anyway, if you don't know about rally racing, it is a God, it's tough for me to get a, a sense of scale of like motorsports fandoms because, like, in the U.S., you, your your perception of these things gets totally skewed. But rally racing is point to point racing on like backcountry roads, right? Like, it is just it is set fast times through twisting, often really picturesque and incredibly terrifying, uh, like country roads with with massive. Uh, potential for just uh, life-altering accidents at any moment. What's shocking is those are fairly rare because, like, the drivers are so on their game uh, that they tend to they they tend to be able to duck this stuff. But like, crucially, the, it's not like a racetrack where, um, you know, if you're playing like Forza and you're racing at Spa, you know every single corner at Spa intimately. You've memorized that route completely, and you just execute it again and again and again. The point to point racing in rally is like, man, you're going to be driving like 20 miles down this like dangerous twisting road. You don't know all that happens. Like, you know, do you know every single twist and turn like, you know, in in the in the in a road near a forest near your house? Not necessarily. So these guys, you know, they they race with co-drivers um, who are sitting there uh, calling out what is what is coming uh, so that you can prepare yourself mentally for like what you're going to have to react to. And it's a totally different vibe of racing than stuff like for uh, like Forza Motorsport or um, like project cars, like like circuit racing, because you kind of only have one shot to get it right. Mm-hmm. And a small misstep, it's not like you just go off on the runoff and then gather the car back up and come back on. If you screw up, like you could literally be like <laughs> launching the car off a cliff or <laughs> uh, launching it into uh, in, in, into some trees. Anyway, so for years I've been getting this 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 game sort of sent to me. I've just never had time for it. Rally racing is not my thing, even though I know it's huge and uh, you know it's huge in parts of Europe, especially. Um, and there's a weird rally racing to F1 pipeline. Uh, that that operates, but for whatever reason, I decided to give it a shot, and I am utterly charmed. Now <laughs> it's too late for WWRC because the license has gone to Codemasters, uh-huh. and so I'm a little bit concerned as well because, like, man, is every fucking racing series now partnered up with Codemasters? Like it starts, it starts to feel a little bit like there's a racing game monopoly on where it's just EA buys the licenses, Codemasters buys the studios, and they are your one stop shop. They've bought some really good studios, 
But I'm not entirely sure I wouldn't be happier if there were like a bunch of viable racing game studios out there making tons of games around different racing series. But like next year, Rally Racing, the official product, that's going to be Codemasters. Apparently it was once Codemasters and now it's coming home, as they say. Well, as they say. I'm sure as Codemaster says. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, point is, so I decided to give it a shot. And first off, it's deliciously weird. Like, its approach to uh, being a racing game appears to be, let's throw Motorsport Manager into... Uh, into your racing game. It's it's much hmm. more of a sports management sim than a lot of other racing games where it's like, yeah, you know, you should recruit staff. Make sure they get rest. Uh, maybe you need to fire your engineer and get a better engineer with better stats. <laughs> if they get too tired, they start like putting debuffs on the performance of your team. Uh, also, like spend your uh, like skill tokens to like expand the R&D operations for your team. Hmm. And... It's like really abstracted. It's not like remotely reflective of, I think, like the reality of running a racing series, but it's kind of weird and cool and fussy in a way that like you don't see a lot of racing games mess around with. I'm not sure it's a net. I'm not sure it's I'm not sure it's like good, but it's like a lot of interesting stuff that's that's around the game. But the game itself, uh, it really got me because it has been it's been a while since I played a rally racing game but the thing that sort of surprised me is that you end up being so hyper attuned to a to a run like i'm trying to put, superficially parts of WRC 10 reminded me of like Forza Horizon 5 cuz like Forza Horizon 5 also has tons of like rally type events you're racing across uh like landscapes and shit but that game is so forgiving right like the cars are are you know made of rubber like doesn't it oh they launch themselves 200 feet off a cliff well as long as they land four on the floor they're gonna be fine they're gonna (laughs) bounce for like 60 yards and then you put the gas down and you're fine um meanwhile this thing if you do that you're just you're 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 done you're gonna you're gonna go off and you'll have to like you know reset the car or whatever and uh you just don't have that kind of margin for error and the handling model is actually really, really good. Like it's one of those things where you can like, it's tough to describe, but it it feels like you can really feel uh, the quality of the different road surfaces and the weird um, like camber on it. Like is the road flat or is it like twisted on one side? So the car is kind of unsettled and how's that going to affect you heading in the next turn? So the entire thing feels really like lively and vibrant but also it's like tense enough that sometimes like uh, Danielle and I would talk about like when we played a lot of Forza, we'd sort of slip into this like meditative flow state and just sort of reel off the laps. This is different. It's more like if you're in a really like you're, you're you've been having trouble with a boss in a souls game. And there's that moment you're starting to break through mm-hmm. and you start to like lean forward and you realize like this might be it. Like, this might be the run. That's the worst like, that you d- don't know. You have to suppress that feeling. You yep. have to throw it away. <laughs> right. Um, no, I'm bad at this. Uh, sit back. Uh, ch- you know what? Chill like I'm in the game lake 
And uh, just, you know, uh, don't know. I'm not going to beat this. That's the moment. That's the moment. But uh, even so, like, you realize, like, uh-huh. you're not blinking anymore. You know what right. I mean? Your eyes are burning. You just haven't, you just haven't blinked. And you're like, why, why does my, my face hurt? Cause I stopped blinking. Um, that's how like some of these runs feel. And this game gets that across really, really well. Where like, you're going through these really complicated twisting routes and there are so many dangers and there's so many ways to completely like fuck up your run. Um, but at the same time, you're in such a reactive mode and you are just like, it's not like a, a circuit lap where it's like, you know exactly what the corner coming up is and how to attack it. It's like, you'll have an inkling of what it looks like, but not exactly now. And then you just have to nail it based on like having only a, a second or two to repair and react. Um, it, it's really, really cool. And I'm kind of like getting hooked on it, uh, because it is, it is such a shot of like pure adrenaline in a way. Like when, like, when you are uh, like the event that really won me over was um, they have some historic racing events where they, and it's really cool the way they do this. It's not just that they have an historic car. It's that they will be like, let's go back to rally racing in like the 1960s or something like that. And it's a bit, a bit like an art of rally thing where it's like all the vintage signage is there. Um, the crowd looks different and it's wearing like 60 styles, like flower children are up there, like waving <laughs> uh, flares uh, as, as your car whips by. Um, so the entire thing has like kind of a cool throwback vibe, but then also like the old cars feel completely wild um, and, and, and really dicey. And the other thing they do really well is, um, and it didn't real, it, I didn't realize the degree to which like, Forza kind of does this. Um, to make it sense of scale work, like Forza Horizon ends up kind of flattening terrain, right? Like where you go up really picturesque mountains, but if you really think about it, like elevation change doesn't matter that much, right? Like the tallest mountain in the game is actually not really that far from like the lowest the lowest beach, right? Um, you know, you, you there, there there's hills, there's valleys and such, but like it all kind of undulates very smoothly uh the first like throwback event i did in wrc 10 uh 10 was something called the acropolis rally uh which is like uh like an event in greece and as you go up this like mountainous like series of deadly switchback roads uh you know in in greece the sense of like vertigo you start to get as you realize, like, oh, in the last five minutes, I've ascended like fifteen hundred feet in the air, and now the edge of the road is facing a sheer cliff that will dump me, like, down back where I started in the fiery wreck. So I better not like do that. And by the way, even the even the uh, co-driver will sort of allude to this, where you'll get like, okay, uh, it's a left three narrows into a right four. Definitely don't cut. And what that means is definitely don't cut the corner. But you don't know why until you round the corner, you realize if you cut that, you'll tip the car down the hill and you'll lose it. So, like, there's places where you can sort of uh, play fast and loose with that. And there's there's places where it'll just end your run. Um, but, yeah, just the just the sense of like, oh, this is really dangerous. This is really fast. I am at the very 
limit of control here, but also it's unpredictable uh, or, or at least less predictable than like uh, a Forza or, or, or circuit based game. And it just it looks and feels really good. And so like I'm kind of I'm a little bummed that like, oh, well, now now I would be kind of sold on WRC 11 if it were coming out. But no, it's going to go back to Codemasters. Hopefully they do something cool with it. But in the meantime, this thing feels great. Like, I am kind of a convert to the series that I've been happily ignoring for years. <laughs> and now I'm like, well, you just feel like nothing else that I've played in ages. And so uh, we'll see how long this lasts. But it's there's just enough weird goofiness to it wedded to a really, like, good feeling driving model and like a really nice approach to uh, the way the environment looks uh, and, the, and the way it's sort of like the, the ways in which it's convincing uh, that, yeah, I'm like kind of all in on this uh, at the moment. Again, we'll see how long it lasts, but it's um, also, it, we'll see it, whether it, or not that carries over to whatever Codemasters does with it. Right. Like, People like the Dirt Rally games. People have said that like they've they've done a good job with that stuff. They've mm-hmm. acquired a lot of good development talent uh, in in recent years. But yeah, I think the thing that worries me is that overall, I would say Codemasters sometimes has a bent toward the generic is is the way I would put it, where um. I don't know. Like it's it's again. It's a, it's a hard thing. It's a hard thing to uh like to to quantify, but a lot of the games they make seem to land in a place where like the handling models are all like sort of convincing, but also kind of feel samey, um, and kind of smooth off the rough edges with of like what they're simulating, and this feels like. Yep, those edges are pretty rough, but in a way that's, like, really exciting. He's a rally guy now. I might be a rally guy now. I don't know. <laughs> I saw saw some people, I, like... What? Saw some people talking about, like, you know, rally's really good now. People don't realize, like, how good rally is. And I'm like, I don't realize how good rally is. Maybe it is really good right now. Um, which is tough, because, you know, IndyCar is really good right now. Um world endurance might be really good right now. So there's a whole, there's a whole lot of stuff that, that could be really good right now. Um, maybe this is, maybe this is your, my year of motorsports. Uh, who can say <laughs> this year, unlike other years is Rob's <laughs> year of motorsports. <laughs> everyone, you know, everyone has their, uh, their new year's resolutions. Rob's Rob's got his time to get into rally sports. You know, uh, it's <laughs> Rob's two things he needs to do in 2022 is like, Got to sleep better. Got to get into rally sports. How can I do these two things at the same time? Uh, oh, no. Do, when do when do that when was do my rallies. question? Is rally sports like yeah. soccer where you're going to be up at three in the morning watching is it all European? Some, or? Yeah. I, so this is the thing. I don't fully. I don't know how you watch rally like. Yeah. There's not, it's not like a race. It's not like there's a lot to watch. It, I don't even know why. I, I don't fully understand why people go and watch rally. Like, I know that people do it. And it's often like blood curdling because you'll see people standing like inches from this road with no like safety rails at all. Uh, and cars just go blasting past them at like 80, 90 miles an hour. And you're like, that seems weird. But also like, 
That's what that's what you see. You're in a forested road. You have no line of sight. A car comes whipping past you and then it's gone. And you're like, yep, that was my that was what I'm going to see of that person's run. Uh, so I don't fully get it. Uh, I, I know when I've seen rally racing in the past, like there's a lot of, um, you know, there's they basically set up static camera positions along the route. There are uh, good in-car cams uh, capturing the event. But like, yeah, I'm not sure like people really watch, like sit there and like watch run after run playing out. I'm not sure. It might be one of the sports that you follow more than you like watch live. Oh, man. Well, great. Well, you just kicked off like. Well, maybe three emails for people to correct you on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to watch, watch rally. Uh, I I had to disappear briefly earlier in this podcast when you were, were pivoting over to I think Lake because already day one of uh, my child being at school got an email that was uh, a child has tested positive uh, under the teacher in oh. your class. Fortunately, my daughter is in kindergarten, in which you're only there for two hours, and it's an AM and a PM class. Us not being contacted means we are not, I'm pretty sure it means it was in the PM class, but I had to like race upstairs to my wife and be like, did you get a phone call? Is our daughter just like stranded in a nurse's office uh, until one of us comes and, and gets her? But uh, yeah, so this is, this is my fear, <laughs> but uh, off to the races, day one. Uh, or just like Neo out here dodging, dodging bullets that I can't see. I, it's like it's a shitty Neo. Like I'm dodging the bullets, but I don't know how. I'm not learning lessons about why. Um, and I don't feel like I'm becoming more powerful. Um, I just know that I'm dodging them. I'm uh, I'm just not going out. Yeah, but I'm a, like this thing. I'm on easy mode, right? I work from home. I don't have a kid. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like I would, uh, it's, it's, it's really a shame. Like my view in this situation is it's a bit like, um, your kid, you know, in Crimson Tide where they're like in danger of losing the ship unless they close that compartment and just like seal it. Mm-hmm. But like, we still got men down there. It's like, but if we don't seal them down there, we're going to lose the ship. Um, I'm afraid that's. Is this I my child? Like, Am I supposed yes. to lo- yep. lock my lock the five year old out? Of it's that? unfortunate. It's unfortunate. <laughs> uh, but you know, to to save the vessel, uh, hard decisions have to be made. Um, you know, nobody made that child go to school except the state, of course. Um, but they they knew the risk when they when they when they signed up. I guess she could, just, she could just stay at the school, I guess. <laughs> hey, I'll pick you up in, uh, well, the isolation period is down to five days, right? Five days at the school. Have fun. They got cots, right? God. Maybe. Yeah, I, I, no, I can, I couldn't, I could not handle it because I'd be so, I'd just be mad. I'd be so mad that it's like, here I am, got everything buttoned down, got my N95, like limiting my exposure, everything else. And then it's like, and then this child goes out in the world to be exposed to all the things our society is fucked up. Yeah. Her, yeah. Her school has done an exceptional job. Like there, I mean, like I, I couldn't be happier with how the school has handled their various challenges over the, the, you know, the, the time that we've been engaged with, she's only kindergarten. So it's only her first you know, six months with, with that. But uh, yeah, like you can do all of the things that you think should be doing. And then, you know, shit's still going to happen. You can't control all the parents and the kids, you know, like there's no vaccine requirement for the kids to come back to school. Um, So it's like our kids got it. And that's, 
that's the most I can do. She wears she wears the mask and forgets she has the mask on. But everything <laughs> we know about Omicron is that like it doesn't really care about the cloth masks anymore. And so no, it's they're basically transparent to it. Yes. So um, yeah. I'll let you know. Tune tune in on Thursday when <laughs> when, when I or Friday I guess by the end of the week we'll see where we'll see where I'm at. Well, before your COVID gets too bad, uh, hopefully we can make some real progress on um, Dark Pictures. Uh, House of Ashes. <laughs> House Wonderful. of Ashes. Wife guy needs to find out. I feel like we're about to, to his relationship. We're about to accidentally swap out Patrick for swapping in Natalie. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. Well, you know, well, it's it's it's, uh, you know, good luck to us all. Don't. Don't 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 mock anyone that's got it because I think you're just you're just attracting attracting it in your direction. It's uh, yep. That's how I feel. That's how I. That's my reaction to the to the news. That's how I feel about House of Ashes. Uh, (laughs) Admittedly, I've only played it for like thirty seconds. Yeah, (laughs) because Kato was like, "How many characters can I play?" Uh, And assigned me uh, the Invisible Man, effectively. Uh, no, I'm sure I'm sure my guy will become a bigger part as soon as he stops accidentally strangling teammates. Accidentally? You click that button. Ha- you know what? Uh, it's happy. Happy. It's just like, you know, just doing some painting. Happy accidents. Yeah. <sighs> well, that's a wrap on today's episode of Waypoint Radio. If you want more from Waypoint, you can follow us on Twitter at Waypoint, on Facebook and YouTube, Waypoint Vice. You can follow me at Rob Zachney. Patrick, where can people find you? At Patrick Klepek. Kato. At A underscore Kato underscore appears. Uh, this week, we're going to be recording on uh, The Matrix Resurrection. So if you have questions, uh, feel free Ooh. to send those in. We might answer some of them. Uh, track record isn't great. I'm gonna, I will concede that. <laughs> Our track record of... Of putting those questions to work is not amazing. Um, we just, read them. We have a lot and to a lot say of about the realize that our, You know, really, we should have just gotten better questions. Oh, because <laughs> if, all right. wow. if we weren't reading the questions and realizing that we answered all of them throughout our conversation that was too long, then we, you know, we, we would have we would have things to say about these questions. But as it, as it happens, uh, it's, it's all mooted by the time we read it. So is the, is the problem us? Uh, that we ignore the questions, or is the problem the questions themselves? You can uh, subscribe to Waypoint Plus at waypointplus.com. <laughs> Not only do you get access to our premium feed, but you're also helping support Waypoint, and especially Waypoint streams such as that House of Ashes stream. Uh, so so, so check that out. That Once again, that is waypointplus.com. And one thing we learned over the break is them folks love sales. But the sales are over. You missed them. You didn't sign up. <laughs> wow. Jesus, Rob, just like come listen to this podcast where we talk about a Sunday night football game for a huge chunk of time, and then also tell you you have shitty matrix questions, but also sign up and you missed the sale. <laughs> just whack. I'm sure there'll be a park. sale again. There will be. There will be more sales eventually. There will be. Yeah, Time we had a conversation. We had a conversation this week about when when that would be, but some other things need to line up first. Might be a while though. So <laughs> next time you see a sale, you get on that. You get on that. Don't don't play around being like, I'm sure there'll be a sale soon. No, no. Sales are special. If they're just happening all the time, but they're not special anymore. What <laughs> dessert really? 
Little treats. We appreciate you all for supporting us. Thank you. Whether yeah. you use yeah, the sale or not. Uh, <laughs> we are a group. Rob, does, we are not a monolith. Yeah, Rob, Rob does not speak for, speak for us. Our theme music is by Bowen. The track is Miss You off the EP Pale Machine. Learn more at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. That's us uh, calling time on this Tuesday's podcast. We will talk to you again on Friday. And again, we will be streaming House of Ashes, uh, hopefully, with with Patrick or with, with Natalie filling in for Patrick. We will <laughs> see how things go from here. Uh, until then, fuck capitalism. Go home. Stay home if you can. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.